0: are you doing how is your life what's going on with your with your day-to-day how is your heart that's a good question how is your heart how is your mind how is your spirit today i'm going to talk about the show avengers social club which is a 2017 drama they came out in the year 2017 and i have to say this show had very low ratings when it first came out Nobody watched it. It was a fall drama. It came out around this time of year, five years ago. And I remember thinking that this was the most feminist show I've ever seen in my entire life. Yeah. I remember specifically declaring this as the most feminist K drama ever because it centers solely on three women. They're all wives, they're mothers. One of them is a widow. They're dealing with all kinds of injustices. Uh, whether it be from capitalist flaws or upper-class entitlement or infertility or patriarchy in the form of domestic abuse or infidelity, these women are dealing with all kinds of problems and issues and they just rely on one another through supporting and bonding and talking. And it's like a beautiful, perfect, feminist, female empowerment show and i remember loving this drama but it did not do well i mean yeah why would a show like that do well think about it there's hardly anything to you know fester off of right there's no female toxicity or rivalry there's no you know slapping and none of that no no they love each other they love one another they care for one another it focuses on women's friendships and how they help one another through their difficulties and it's so poignant it is immensely poignant it doesn't have that beefy rivalry like you know popular shows thrive on like sky castle and penthouse and the success to any tv or film script is always conflict number one it's conflict and it's not like this show doesn't have conflict it does but it's against other sources like patriarchy the conflict isn't between one another right among one another there's a lot of respect and love and generosity so it doesn't really engage the attention of wounded animals so to speak all right like all of us are wounded animals we're always looking for other examples of toxicity or rage or fights right we're looking for other examples of of you know fucked upness where we could justify things that have happened to us or the way that we navigate our lives the way that we behave in society right but I don't know, I guess I'm I'm a peace lover, man. So I loved this show. I was like, I'm all about this show. The show is radical in its loving kindness, awareness, and compassion. The show stars uh one of K-Drama's favorites, uh Ramiran is in it. And this is one of her first shows that she followed up Reply 1988 with. So Ramiran, she's been an actress for decades prior to this show, but didn't have her big breakthrough she didn't have a big break even though she's done some you know major major films like she was in you know sympathy for lady vengeance yeah she was she was in that movie um but despite all of that she just didn't have a breakthrough role until reply 1988 and then she does this show where she's playing a lot softer uh kinder aware and vulnerable woman and you know i guess people didn't take to that they're like no we need her to be aggro and aggressive right the show does not have any prince charming who comes and rescues the women when they're in distress or despair none there's no sexy man who comes through and picks them up and says you are now safe because i am here all right like none of that the women remain heroes for themselves and for one another and for their children part of the issue is also like being a good example right how do i be a good example to my children that's always on the forefront of these women's minds you have the character kim He, played by yeo-won who's an actress i mean we love her and this character uh He, she struggles with infertility But she ends up with a stepson who moves into her house, and the stepson is from her uh, current husband's previous relationship, and she has to be the mother to this boy, and it's a struggle for her because, you know, she wanted a child of her own. So, uh, Junghae and her stepson, Sookyeom, they become this exemplary blended family, mother-son duo, who support each other through times of need. And... Their relationship sort of has a, a journey of its own on this show. And you have the character Yimisuk, played by Myung Sebin, and she's married to a violent professor. What is that about, by the way? It seems like all the professors in K dramas are violent, like they're domestic abusers, like super insecure, very like aggressive always beating their wives we saw the same thing in dear my friends like what is it what is it with male professors on korean tv shows being these violent psychos like it's like a pattern i don't know what that's about anyway so you have uh, a imi whose husband beats her whenever he gets drunk and she has a daughter named seoyeon who is very disappointed in her mother for not leaving her husband you know, she's like always looking at her mother, and saying like you're weak, and like, you know, you need to protect yourself so that you could protect me, right? And Imiuzuk has another tragic story backstory, like she lost a son, her her son died, and then you have the character Tuhi, played by Ramiran. She's a single mom of two children, a son and a daughter, and she works at a fish market that's her thing that's her job so she's a working class woman and she benefits greatly from He's wealth oftentimes whenever there's like some problem that that Tohi is going through it's money problems money trouble and He, she has this deep ass pocket and she just comes through and shows up and i'm like i love that i love this feminine energy this female empowered energy rather than some rich guy coming through and dropping cash on the table and being all arrogant about it you know but this character tohi she was my favorite on this show because at the end of this show she catches the attention of a local handsome young cafe owner and they have this sort of romance blossom between them and i'm just like yes yes this widow single mom deserves some love yeah absolutely i mean that's something that we just don't see on tv we don't see in korean dramas a single widowed middle-aged mom of two grown kids getting down with a handsome younger dude who works at a cafe like, that just doesn't happen. We don't see that very often. I'm like, yeah, that's what that's what I want to see. That's what I'm about. Actually, now that I'm talking about this, I realized that the show Dear My Friends, there's also a handsome young cafe dude who takes an interest in a widowed single mom. Now that I'm talking about it, Dear My Friends and this show, they have a lot of overlap. <laughs> They have a bit of a plot overlap, but even still, nevertheless, mothers hardly ever get sexualized on TV, even though, like I mentioned in the past, like a mom obviously implies sex. She's a mom, so she's had sex. And it's like, this show is like, yeah, mothers have a sexuality too. Mothers deserve love and pleasure as well. And it's like, yeah, let's reward her with the handsome young fella, you know? And I thought this show broke a lot of rules like that. Just broke standards. It was innovative. It was radical. And that's why it was memorable to me. And it's also the reason why it was not a huge hit. It was not a huge hit. No, it wasn't. I went to a Korean screen studies conference back in 2018, early 2018. And I remember talking about this with some of the academics there. I was like, oh, my favorite K-drama last year was avengers social club and they were like yeah that show didn't do that well and i'm like why do we as academics give a shit whether or not a show did well like why is a show's ratings and popularity and the money it makes for the network why is that our concern it's not our concern is what is a show doing that is new And enriching and innovative and groundbreaking and unique. Like, that's where we should be turning our attention to, right? I mean, for me, the show has a special place in my heart for all eternity because it was doing precisely that. You know, like the women were not centering their lives around husbands, they were centering their lives around themselves and what they want their joy, their pleasure. You know, their sense of satisfaction. And one of the things that they wanted was revenge. You know, (laughs) they're like, I want revenge, right? I mean, you know, like, season five of The Crown is super boring. It's like the most boring season of the whole show. The show was, like, amazing. And then season five, it's, like, terrible. But one of the things I loved about it was, like, the revenge dress that Diana wears right after the separation gets announced like she wears this sexy black dress you know and i'm like yeah get that revenge you know women have we have a a flow of han beneath us it's always there flowing and it's like we want to we want to find a way a productive way to get it out not to hurt or inflict punishment on somebody but just to feel seen feel recognized feel understood feel a sense of worthiness again feel a sense of self-worth again yeah yeah that's that's what it's about you know to feel a sense of fulfillment in this life right the show has a korean title of course and it's 부암동 복수자들 which means 부암동's Revenge people or Dong's Avengers. Okay, so it was at, the Korean title is actually Puamdong Avengers Social Club, and I love Puamdong. It's a neighborhood in Seoul, and Puamdong is my favorite neighborhood in Seoul. I found it back in two thousand nine when I was living in Korea as a Fulbright scholar. I just happened to find the place because. There's this museum there called the Kim Hwanggi Museum. And Kim Hwanggi is a pointillist, uh, modernist artist from South Korea. And I just love his work. And I also am a big fan of his wife, Kim Hyung-an, who used to be a painter herself. Painter, poet, essayist. But she was also previously married to a very famous uh, architect and poet and fiction writer and essayist named Yi Sang and she to me was sort of symbolic of like this badass woman who married two modernist greats in Korean history and you know they say that behind every great man is a greater woman but you know in this case like she she's the reason for two greatness you know um, after Lee Sang, I mean, she was only married to Lee Sang very briefly. You know, I, I think they were quite young when they got married. Lee Sang died when he was like 27. But after he died, she married Kim Hwanggi, And they moved to New York, had children. And yeah, they're both buried in upstate New York. I remember visiting their grave one time. And I was briefly friends with uh their son, their only son, who was like a restaurateur entrepreneur in Washington. Uh, he's an interesting fella, interesting guy, in any case, yeah, so Puamdong has a very special place in my heart um it's also a very beautiful neighborhood. If you ever go there, check out their cafes, like they have these cozy cafes. they have this really famous uh, mandu restaurant, a dumpling restaurant called chahashun, so go there if you ever have the time, go there, get their manduku, which is their um it's 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 got tteokguk so it's tteokguk meaning like the rice cake soup with the dumplings in there so get that and get a bottle of makgeolli it's fucking fantastic oh my gosh yeah so go there eat that go for a walk you could walk around their their little mountain area cuz it's up in the mountains you could see like it's like there it's like a fortress there is a basically a fortress that you're walking on up there um and yeah it's like a lovely beautiful cozy charming neighborhood and it's very meaningful to me so that's also the reason why I love this show I love that it was set in my favorite neighborhood in Seoul so yeah those are my reasons for talking about Avenger Social Club and yeah I don't know how I don't know how to close these monologues anymore you know typically I'll just like slip into my guest but I have no guest Like I said, it's just you and me. And folks, if you guys have a show you want me to watch and talk about, recommend them to me. Like right now, I'm watching two shows. And, um, you know, other than those two, like all these K-dramas, they're moving very slowly for me. I think Korean dramas at the moment are going through this like renaissance period uh, or, or golden age of experimentation. A lot of these K-dramas are experimenting with genre. They're experimenting with storylines and effects. And they're getting weird and zany. (laughs) And I'm down with it. I'm down with the creativity. But it also means there's a risk that it might not land, right? And so a lot of them are, they're not quite Maintaining my interest. I'll put it that way. So, if there's a show that's really like, really kicking up your senses, really just like you're into it, gripping, or you're like, it's like hilarious. You're cracking up because it's crazy. Or if the romance is intense, it's like, oh my gosh, look at these guys making out. Oh my gosh. Or if it's like a really good rom com, yeah, let me know. Let me know. I'll check it out. I'll check it out. Leave it in the comments. On YouTube, on Instagram, on Twitter, whatever. And I will, I will read your requests. And I will take a look. And if it's good enough, I'll watch the whole thing. And I will talk about it here. Because that's the deal. That's it. I'll see you guys next week.